from the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. Today we're going to be vis- visiting with Kyle Wilson. And Kyle is a man of many titles. I'm going to introduce him as the snow school director from Nordic. But Kyle, what else do you do at that area? Uh, yeah, uh, so started as the snow school director and... After that, just started to accumulate responsibilities as I could handle them. And so I took over our group sales uh, with the local schools um, and other businesses, as well as kind of overseeing our ticket counter in general and just trying to make the whole front end uh, a cohesive experience uh, rather than just separating it, group snow school ticketing, trying to make it all one. And maybe a small school, but you have big dreams and big goals. Uh, you're really putting in quite the culture at uh, Nordic. Can you tell us a little bit about the culture of your snow school? Yeah, definitely. It's been really cool for me to have ownership like Rick Schmitz and Bill Reganoldis, who care much more about the people that come to our ski resort than they do about the profit of the resort. In general and so our philosophy is if we can make people feel as though they have a home with us at nordic we won't have to try to keep getting their money they're going to want to keep returning to us because that's where they feel like they have a home and so when it comes to our snow school the snow school plays the biggest role in that we have the most face-to-face interaction with the guests each day and so we're really trying to push a culture of intentional relationships and uh, creating meaningful connections because uh, a huge benefit that we have of being a small snow school is the same families are coming to our resort every weekend. I see the same families every weekend and they know me. I know them. We're friends more than we are a business. It's just really a get together of friends. And so we're trying to push that amongst our instructors as well. Create friendships, even if they don't keep taking lessons with you. The more friendly faces that we can have out there on the snow for the people, uh, the more they're going to feel like they're at home. So that's what we're trying to push here at Nordic Mountain. So, Kyle, what's the lesson structure like at Nordic? Uh, What's kind of a a day or how's the instructor's day put together? What's that look like? Yeah, so we partnered with uh, Snow Operating to install a terrain-based learning system at our resort, but also our sister hills, Little Switzerland and the Rock Snow Park. And we made the decision to just go all in with the model and offer free beginner instruction. And so we sell a beginner area ticket for 20 bucks and the rental is 25 or 35, depending. Um, And so for that price, you can come and use our whole beginner area with our two carpets, our handle toe. And we have instructors that are stationed around that area in charge of certain zones. Um, And their goal I tell them if they're out on the terrain-based learning, I want them to try to interact with every guest at least three times, um, if not more. So they're out there roaming around, offering tips and tricks and helping people use the snow to teach themselves in a way. Uh, But then we also do offer the conventional private lessons. And so we're trying to push with our marketing more so that once they have the basics, once they've tried our terrain-based learning, then 
maybe it's time for you to sign up for a private lesson where our instructor will be with you for an hour and a half. They'll take you up the chair. They'll show you the whole rest of the mountain and they'll just start unlocking some skills for you um, to feel comfortable. But our demographic is specifically families. And so we run a lot of uh, youth programs, multi-week youth programs, which are really impactful for the relationships that those kids are able to build with each other as skiers, but also with our, our staff. Um, and so that's kind of the programming that we offer, but it's all focused on family. How can we keep these families engaged? How can we help these families bond with each other uh, and really turn it into a lifelong passion that they can all connect with for many generations? Now, where do you get most of your instructors from? Are they people that have gone through your learning program? Yeah, plenty. A lot of the kids will uh, continue on, and it's fun because now we've got some senior instructors that have made such an influence on these kids that their students are coming up, and now the leads are hiring, or I am hiring kids that you know worked with our snow school, and so the culture is just building itself at this point, which is a really special thing. Once you get to that point, um, it's easy to perpetuate it, and it it makes us feel. We've got a staff of roughly 50 uh, instructors, and we all just feel like friends. We all seek to hang out with each other in the off-season and stay connected, and uh, I'm really blessed to have the team that we do. In fact, it's really the only reason that I've had any success as a director. When I came on and took the job three years ago, I did not know how to ski. I simply just knew how to schedule um, and interact with people and so they just embraced me with open arms and taught me how to ski and made me fall in love with the sport um and just the same way that they make all of our guests uh fall in love with the sport as well so it's really special and then what is i mean obviously there's the interpersonal uh attraction for of the organization and how the school is put together but are people there looking at this as a job or, or what's the pay structure yeah that's super interesting as well because most of our staff are um you know it's a it's a clean split we've got maybe 15 to 20 staff that are considered most of them are considered leads and they are adults and they work on the weekends some of them just one day a weekend some of them just you know one day a month but they are the senior leadership and most of them don't even know what their hourly wage is and nor do they really care what their <laughs> is. Um, and that's another thing that I really love and they perpetuate to the young staff, you know, not intentionally, but just they're, they set the role model there. And then our, the rest of our staff are all high school. So 14, 15, 16, there's no college close by. So once, once they get, graduated from college, we lose almost every instructor. So that part is kind of challenging and painful um, for us as a family because we've, you know, we feel like we are sending our kids away to college because <laughs> they come and they they teach with us for four seasons and they make a huge impact and then they get to go spread their wings. And sometimes they come back to us after they graduate college and they move back in the area and that's extra cool. But most of the time they're just out in the world. And so those kids, um, we, we work on an hourly wage instead of being paid per lesson, 
everyone is paid an hourly. They clock in like a regular employee. They clock out like a regular employee. Um, mostly because I was tired of people having to show up to the Hill and not being compensated for their time. So that's why we switched to that model. And it just works better for us with the terrain-based learning to just clock in. And if you're not teaching in a private, okay, well, then you're going to go be a floater in our terrain-based learning. And so that's kind of how we work the, the pay structure. That's actually really interesting. And I like that a lot. And it sounds like a, a really good job for a new instructor. I mean, someone, it, it, you don't really have a junior program, it sounds like. The younger instructors come in and get trained and they're actually teaching. Oh, yeah, right from the jump. And it, sometimes it really bites me in the butt because I don't <laughs> like to say no. My kind of my main pitch when we're in the hiring season is if someone applies, I get them on the phone and I say, look, if you have the heart to teach, I want to give you the opportunity to do it. And we're going to equip you with the tools you need to succeed in that. All I need from you is to be able to trust that you're going to embrace what we have to say and you're going to embrace our criticisms because they are meant to build you into a better person. Not just a better ski instructor, but for a lot of these kids in our area of Wisconsin, we are career development for them. Um, we are how they learn how to be adults. And um, the influence that we have as role models from our lead instructors, um, we want to help them become useful members of society, so to speak. Uh, and I think that that is the first step of the culture. You know, we want to build them not as ski instructors, but just as people. And then they want to build their kids in just the same way. So that's a big pitch that I have when I'm talking to them is, you know, we want you to learn how to ski and, and better and to do that. But more so, I want you to learn how to be empathetic and compassionate toward the students that we have. Um, because it takes a lot of compassion to be a good ski instructor. So the, the hard skills are not as important to me, but your interpersonal skills is really what drive Nordic Mountain. So what was it that made you apply for the small snow school scholarship from PSIA? Yeah, I actually just saw an email that came through about it. And we've got a lot of kids that are interested, but because they go off to college and normally there's ski instruction is typically done, you know, they don't keep teaching. But my thought is like, man, how do we keep these kids involved in the industry? Not if they're teaching, I don't care if they teach for us or not, but how do we keep them involved in the sport? And um, my mindset was like, that is really the chief purpose of PSIA for our specific snow school is if we can get them certified and open their eyes to the world of what the industry offers, they're much more likely to stay committed to the sport. And sometimes it even impacts their college decisions. I see some of our kids are now applying specifically to cold weather schools because they want to keep teaching. And so that's a very powerful thing. So when I saw the announcement come through that the deadline was approaching for the small snow school scholarship, I, uh, I immediately thought of Scott Velichka, who you had on previously, because he is just excellent with uh, grant writing and that type of thing. Um, we are the perfect tag team because I hate that stuff, but he's really good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is a perfect thing to ask Scott about. And so I brought it up to him. I was like, hey, what do you think about this? We can use this money to get more of our kids we can just fund it for them. And so that's what we ended up doing. They pay their dues, but we funded all of their level ones 
so that they can at least have their eyes open. And then if they want to pursue further than that, that's great. And if not, that's okay too, because I know that it's still enhancing the product that they're able to bring to the snow uh, here at Nordic in general. Now, here we are in mid-August. When does your... When do you kind of shift gears to get into snow school directorship? Yeah, that's a great question. So we just had our uh, regional industry convention, uh, the Midwest Ski Area Association show. Um, And that is really a tipping point for my brain to kick it into gear. There's so many good ideas being shared at that event and so many important connections that we were able to make as a staff, um, Scott and I, with um, just a lot of really creative thinkers. And so that gets my mind rolling on, you know, okay, what kind of a culture point do we want to push this year? What do we want to build this year? How do I want to tweak things? So yeah, this time of year, it's really from now until snow flies, it's go time for me. Cause I've realized over the last three years that if my idea is still an idea when November comes, then it's never going to be more than an idea. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got to get some of these things in motion now. Well, Kyle, I wish you all the best in the coming season. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. It'd be fun to check in with you mid-season to see how things are going at Nordic. Yeah, I would love to. Um, I think it's going to be a really special season for us. Last year was our first year doing train-based learning, and pretty much everyone looked at each other and thought, we don't really know what we're doing, right? And uh, (laughs) that was kind of true, but we still had incredible success with it. And so I do think that this year's There's going to be some really special things happening for us. Um, And so I'm excited to watch our staff grow. Kyle Wilson, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. From the PSA, ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas.